0: the breakdown. And here we go.
1: Davis goes left. Davis gets a block. Chris Davis. Touchdown. Auburn. An answered prayer. Caught.
0: Michigan. Touchdown. I can't believe this. Fires
1: to the end zone. Touchdown. Alabama wins. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Campus to Campus podcast. We are part of the Breakdown Sports. You can find us online at the thebreakdownsports.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the underscore breakdown. Keep in mind, breakdown is spelled B-R-K-D-W-N. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. You can find me on Twitter uh, at K Hookham, And I'm going to bring in my co-host, Jesse. What's going on, man?
0: What's going on? Follow me on Twitter at Uncle Jesse with three underscores.
1: Awesome, Have you uh, having you a good week so far? It's been pretty good. Can't complain. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, I'm actually coming at you guys from a uh, a hotel somewhere in the backwoods of Virginia. So if for whatever reason I cut out, my man Jesse will will uh, will keep the keep the show rolling till I get back on. So just bear with me if I do pop out of there. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna get into a to last week's review real quick. And to start off with the, the the big game over the weekend, it was the, the big upset of the year, biggest upset of the year so far. South Carolina puts it on Georgia, beats them in overtime. Jesse, what are your thoughts on that, man? Double overtime. Oh, a double overtime! One, I was yeah. actually in Denver at a trade show working, so I didn't get to watch the game. So double overtime. Excuse me, folks.
0: Yeah, it was double overtime, and uh, Georgia's best player calls them the game. Old Rexxbacks couldn't make the last field goal.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Now I want to say I was watching, you know, Sports Center after that, and they they uh, they got kind of pushing time a little bit there toward the end, and then that cost them, and they got a penalty after that, cost them five yards, so it was going to be a sixty-yard field goal or a an Hail Mary at the end of regulation, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean, come on, Kirby, just just kick the field goal where he was at, stop brushing it, stop trying to push too much. Stop trying to do that kind of stuff. Stop, stop mismanaging the clock. But I mean, I, I guess a 55-yard field goal for a college kid—that's still pretty. That's still pretty heavy, a heavy, uh, a big, to- big ask for somebody.
0: Oh, you college kickers miss 35-yard field
1: goals regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess I can't hate on them to, to try to get a little bit more to push that time a little bit further, and then end up costing them five, and then they got to chuck a hail mary down there. But. uh yeah, that's that's tough, and it's tough for you know it kind of is going to bring a little more clarity to the uh, to the playoff picture by the time you know over the next few weeks. Georgia has still got a shot to make the playoff. They're they're not out of the playoff any stretch, but they got a and they got some good games coming up to where they can prove themselves on what they are. I'm not I'm not ever going to beat any team up for losing one. any ever ever every team can have a bad game. Every team can get one loss, and as long as they can win out from that point and still win their conference. Especially if they play teams like Alabama and LSU, and you know the, the the studs of the of the of the nation, then you know I got no problem with that.
0: Well, they have to win out to be geez, even have a chance for the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, no
1: doubt. Yeah, I mean it's the same situation they were put in last year. They get they get they take a loss earlier in this season. They can still make the SEC championship game, and they can still win that game and still get in. Last year, they barely missed out in meds because they lost the SEC championship game and put them at two losses. There was too many one-loss teams, or undefeated teams left, and there's not a lot you can do with that. All right, moving on. We're going to keep it in the SEC for a little bit. LSU, they're uh, they're proving they're legit. They're not messing around. You know, they uh, they finally go up against a, you know, a premier defense, a defense that's uh, – that's you know that that can control games and LSU, although the, the 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 final score doesn't really dictate how that game went. It was a really close game for most of the game. They were back and forth a lot. a Couple late turnovers or a, a late turnover by Florida really sealed the deal for, for them. But uh, LSU looks great.
0: Oh, they're arguably the best team in the country right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to throw shade toward Alabama and Clemson, but. But LSU and Ohio State, in my opinion, they've looked the most dominant so far, depending on the, the folks that they've played. Uh, They're the yeah, most I, complete. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah, That's I, can't, I can't. They have the
0: defense.
1: Yeah, yeah. As long as as long as they can stop some folks, LSU's defense is giving up quite a few points this year, especially to to teams that that aren't that great. But it also comes with the fact that you're scoring ever ever two and a half minutes and not giving your defense a lot of time to rest. So those those things kind of go hand in hand. You know, you'll look over the the history of college football, and the best the best offenses typically do not have a good defense, and it's because they're out on the field a lot longer. So I, I got I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know poo poo on LSU's defense too much. They're at, they're at, they're having a uh, a tough time out there, having to stay out there. You know, the majority of the games.
0: Yeah, it's nothing you really can do. I mean, I'd nah. give anything to have that team right now as my team. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no no doubt about that. <laughs> Speaking of my team, uh, the Red River Showdown, it was not as much, not, as, uh, not as great as we thought it was going to be. You know, it was it was a good game, but, you know, from start to finish, you never really thought Oklahoma was going to lose it. I know me as a, as a Texas fan, I never really felt like Texas was going to win that game. You know, they, they jumped out to a quick lead, and they just kind of just coasted from that point on. Every time Texas would score and bring it back a little closer, Oklahoma would go back down and score again. Uh, Oklahoma had nine sacks, if I'm not mistaken. I know 15 tackles for loss. Uh, that's huge. I mean, you, you go from an Oklahoma defense last year that was absolutely terrible to getting in the arguably their biggest game of the season, and then then putting up nine sacks against against a mobile, moving the ball around quarterback. That's that's a big time play for them.
0: This was arguably the ugliest, highest scoring game I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurts came back to earth for once. We expected him to keep breaking records, but he had two turnovers in what the first quarter, both in the red yeah. zone.
1: Yeah, typically when Texas can for- force a couple of turnovers like that, they're usually uh, they're usually in the driver's seat. But but even with the two toners, you know, I brought it up last or a few weeks ago. Whenever Clemson struggled against North Carolina, the great teams find a way to win when they play bad. And Not exactly. Uh, can't really hang the, the you know the great team over Oklahoma just yet because their defense can be suspect at times, but but they are a much improved defensive uh, defensive unit so far through this year with their with their new defensive coordinator. So one thing
0: I took from this game is C D Lamb is closing the gap between him and
1: Jerry Judy this year. Man, no doubt, and we'll uh, I'll allude to that a little bit more. But he looks phenomenal. He made Texas look like a bunch of little. Little middle school kids out there trying to tackle him. I know if you're listening to this podcast and you more than likely saw the the highlights on uh, ESPN and there was there was a little quick screenplay to Ceedee Lamb and it seemed like he broke 19 tackles on the way to scoring a touchdown. It was it was pretty impressive and uh, pretty uh, devastating for a fan to have to sit there and watch. It's
0: just crazy how we all expected Jerry Judy to be a god among men and honestly we haven't heard his name as much this year as we thought.
1: No, no. Alabama's spreading the ball around quite a
0: bit more than they did last year. It's the three other receivers that are getting the the name recognition now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's throwing all that, or sliding all that coverage over towards Judy, and it's leaving a bunch of one on one coverage. And Tua doesn't care who he's throwing the ball to. He's going to let it rip. He's going to exactly. let it rip to whoever's open. All right. So next up on our list, we got uh, Wisconsin dominates. Even though Jonathan Taylor was kind of held below average, he only had uh, he had twenty six carries, so he still was you know the clear workhorse. But he only put up eighty yards and two touchdowns. This is Wisconsin's toughest test so far this year, and they have absolutely dominated every game that they've been in. They have looked fantastic on defense. If I'm not mistaken, they're, they're number one in almost every single uh, uh, major defensive category. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor only putting up 26 uh, carries for 80 yards and two scores, and they still win 38 nothing. Come on, Wisconsin. That's what I'm talking about, baby. I
0: mean – Granted, that would be a great day for almost every other running back in the country. Sure. Yeah, he set the bar pretty high for himself yeah. now. No, yeah, but yeah, they Wisconsin's arguably the best easily the best defense this year. They've only yeah, allowed they're... what twenty nine points in six games or yeah. five games.
1: Yeah. yeah. they're looking fantastic out there, man. It's uh they they've been great. They've been they've been awesome for sure and, and I'm really looking forward to that uh Wisconsin Ohio State game they don't play each other in the regular season, do they? It would um, be in the big, it would be in the Big 10 championship game, wouldn't it? I believe so. Let me double check. Yeah, so while you're doing that, we'll roll on to the next one. We got a uh, Michigan almost blows a 28 nothing lead against Illinois. What the hell, man? I mean, it was 28 nothing going, you know, at halftime. All of a sudden in the fourth quarter it's 28-25. So, I'm I'm assuming you as a fan were watching the game. I was not. I was just following around the score and i was pretty i was pretty stoked at halftime you know I'm, I'm sitting there winning my bet pretty good i'm feeling good about myself and about an hour later i turn around and check my score again and it's 28 twenty five. 25 so what the hell is going on
0: well it's uh first off wisconsin and ohio state play 2 weeks from or a week from this saturday oh so that'll be pretty fun but uh right. with michigan they are arguably the worst team out of halftime in the nation <laughs> every every game so far, it's been two drives for like 40 yards total in the whole third quarter, and that's pretty much what happened. Illinois came out firing, and Michigan just said, screw it, we have way better players. We'll just coast to the end.
1: Yeah, they just, uh, boo.
0: If it weren't for two late turnovers in the fourth quarter, it Illinois probably would have won that game.
1: That's that's another bad look. I mean that that goes along with kind of how we were talking. You you got to you got to beat up on the guys you're supposed to beat up on, you okay. know. And for 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 old Coach Har- Harbaugh, that's 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 not what that's not what you want to see as as uh, as the Michigan fans and as the people that's that's wanting to back him to for him to stay out there, you know.
0: And it's that this game just showed more of his weird play calling tendencies because they have a. Running back as Hassan Haskins, I believe his name is. His two of his first four carries were over 20 yards, and after the first quarter, he only saw like nine total snaps.
1: See, that's, that's weird to me, and, and that, that goes for just all coaches. You know, you got a hot hand, you got somebody that's moving the ball good for you, and you just totally disappeared on him. Like, what, why, why would you not want to keep feeding him the ball until he gives you a reason to not, right?
0: Oh, yeah, and not to, well, Shay Patterson is obviously something's wrong with him, mentally, physically, whatever it is. And you broke your season average rushing yards per game in the first quarter, and you just abandoned the run almost altogether.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a strange thing to me. I I I, w- I wish I could be you know a fly on the wall inside of those meetings to where these questions are brought up inside coaching staff meetings. And just see what see what's said. You know, it's like like you said. You, you're you're running the ball great. You got a 28-0 lead. Why the hell are you not just going to keep pounding the rock instead of just? But then again, I wasn't watching the game, so I can't speak for it. But that seems to me like it was another great example of a run a fullback dive on first, second, and third down, and then just punt the ball. So I don't know. All right. Next up, we got Appalachian State. They make history of being the first Sun Belt team ever to be ranked, and uh, App State looks good. And They're you know, really it's good. going to be it's going to be one of those things we're going to cover here in a, in a few minutes. So, you know, App State's one of those group of five teams that are looking for the New Year six bid. So we're going to make some predictions on that here in a few minutes. But Jesse, what do you think about App State, man? They're looking sharp.
0: They're looking great. Um, I can never say anything bad on App State ever again after two thousand seven. Yeah, no, 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 you can't. <laughs> no. But uh it's great seeing all these group of five teams becoming legitimate threats. That's
1: yeah, yeah. I mean you, you can't you can't just walk into a to a to a game and think you're just gonna knock off a team like Cincinnati, a team like uh like Boise State, a team like App State, even if you're a power five school, unless you're one of the, the top dogs, you can't just go into a game thinking you're gonna win that because those those teams are coached good, they got good players out there and they play well. Even then, Miami did that two years ago, and look what happened to him. That's fair. That's fair. That's a fair statement. All right. Next up, we got Clemson. They finally get a good dominant win, but, you know, and I'm going to, you know, bang on my drum some more. But another average day from Trevor Lawrence 17 for 25, a buck 73 touchdowns, interception. I want to say he had a rushing touchdown. So, from a touchdown standpoint, he had a good day. Uh, but this is this was my this was my thing coming into the season. But with but you know Etienne and with uh, Trevor Lawrence, they don't need him to throw for three hundred and four every week. They don't need him to go out and dominate. They need him to not throw interceptions. They need him to just keep the drives going because their team is is going to be good enough to keep him in all the games and for the most part win the games. So uh, so yes, yeah, so what's your thoughts on Clinton, Jess? I mean, it's. This was
0: one of their hard, weirdly one of their harder games of the year because they play in the ACC nobody plays there. But it's just been weird because he's regressing big time. As bad as that sounds for someone who's going to be the number 1 pick two years from now or next year or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things, man. I mean, it's just he had a great playoff run last year. But if you go back and look at his game breakdowns from from last season it's a lot of the same stuff. Every once in a while he'll give you this good 350 yard game and he blows up and then, you know, the next couple of weeks he's at like 170, 220, 195, that kind of stuff. And it was never, to me, it was it was never the fact that Trevor Lawrence was so good as to why Clemson won a national championship last year. It was the fact that their team was great. And Trevor Lawrence just did a good enough job to not turn the ball over five times in the game and put him in a position to lose. So, I mean, I'm, I hope the kid does great. But I, you know, and like, and you're right. He's probably the number one pick off the board, uh, just from hype alone. You know, he 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 was the number one pick off the board coming out of high school. So, anytime guys start getting that much hype that that early, uh, just that's that seems like they're destined to to be set up for failure, and not because of them, but because us as a as a fan base and us as college football fans and the social media area sets them up for failure. So. Okay, I'm going to get off my Trevor Lawrence box. So, All right, so next up we got a uh, – so here, here's a good question. And this weekend we'll answer one of these, but Oregon, Utah, and Arizona State out of the Pac-12, are they in any way, shape, or form still in the playoff discussion?
0: Only way they could is if Big Ten and or Big 12 have a two-loss champion and the SEC runner-up is a two-loss team.
1: And right, they so have to
0: be one loss.
1: All right, that being said, Oregon wins out regardless of what else happens in the country, outside of there being three undefeated teams left, which we all know that's pretty difficult to happen. It could happen. You could be looking at a an Alabama, a uh, Clemson, and Ohio State all undefeated and possibly even Oklahoma undefeated rolling in there. But let's say Oregon wins out. They win the Pac-12. Their only loss is to an Auburn team, which has looked pretty decent almost all year long. That's not a bad loss at all. So far since that Auburn that, – uh, that Auburn game, Oregon's looked good, and I want to say the the, the Sagarin uh, ratings that they have out there, they have them ranked as the number one overall defense in the country. And I know that I'm not saying that they're the, the best defense in the country. Don't get don't get me wrong, folks. But but Oregon's defense looks good, and kind of like along the lines of Georgia, they're good enough to where they don't need the offense to carry them, like the Oregon teams of old. They're good enough to keep their their offense on the field. Keep moving the ball down the field, and then and then make a good defense stand. And let's let's face it, uh, Colorado has got some serious weapons on their team, and they totally dominated that game from start to finish. I want to say they won forty-five to three. Yeah, uh, pulling that up right now, forty-five three. Yeah, because I actually yeah. took, I took Colorado. I put them on the second half of the teaser somewhere, and I thought, ah, there's no way they'll they'll be they'll lose by twenty-eight or more. Yeah, they were my upset. I was but... a, yeah, I was I was incorrect. So yeah, so I mean, Utah and Arizona State they play each other this week, so that should that should wash itself out and take care of itself. But it but somebody's gonna win that game. Oregon and one of the team out there, they're gonna be a one loss team. They're gonna be looking looking to make some noise if they can continue the run. And, and one of these teams can run the table and, and finish with one loss because Arizona State they've got some decent wins on their on their uh, on on their their, uh, their 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 season this so far. Arizona State's looked decent. You know, I mean, they 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 beat Washington State. They they need to they score high, and they need to score high. But they they've got a Michigan State win to where they you know they went across the country and, and get get a W. They got they beat a ranked Cal team. They've took it. They've taken care of. A, they they lost they lost to Colorado, which is the you know the one of those the most Arizona State thing to do that they could possibly do. But I mean, they've got, they've got a couple good wins, and they got Utah this week, and then they got UCLA USC. They got to play Oregon by the time it's all said and done. With all right, so here's here's that that actually strengthens my case a little bit. So Arizona State or Oregon, both of them went out. They come, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. They play each other. Somebody wins that game, and they can win out from there. So that means Arizona State's got two or three solid wins in the in a season, plus a, a championship, or Oregon's the same way. Two or three solid wins, and then a Pac-12 championship. You know, beating some ranked teams and only losing to to Auburn. I think that's a good enough resume to, to get him in the discussion. Maybe they don't make it, but I think I think they're going to be right up there as one of those first few teams out if it works out that way.
0: Yeah, if one of these three teams wins out and only goes into the final uh, playoff show with uh, one loss, they'll get at least top six. That's and that's pretty with, much just because that that's just because they're the conference champion.
1: Sure, if they were a one loss. Be.
0: If they were a one la- loss at large team, I don't think they'd make it.
1: We have a couple folks uh, pull a few more upsets, like the the Georgia game. Then they they may be able to squeak in there by the skin of their teeth. Oh yeah, well,
0: not everybody right. in South Carolina.
1: No, not everybody South Carolina. All right, so we're gonna skip one. We're gonna come back to our, our our game that we're gonna get to. So Minnesota's looking pretty damn good. I'm a fan of Minnesota. I li- I'd like P.J. Fleck. I know you don't like him, Jesse, but I like him. I like the way he dresses on the sideline. It looks all dappered up down there. He runs a fun offense to watch, where they run the ball and they move the ball to there. You know they run a very balanced offense, and they're they're fun to watch. I, I enjoy watching them. They're six and zero right now, and they're looking pretty solid. So I mean, it's probably all going to come crashing down before too long, because when you got to play the Wisconsin's and the Ohio States and those kind of teams and over in, in your conference, and you're going to get you're going to get beat up pretty good. But that's a that's one of those teams where you don't want to take too lightly. They'll sneak in there and kick your ass, and you won't even realize it happened.
0: Yes, but they've also played absolutely nobody so far.
1: Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, come on now, there's the Nebraska Hot Train. Mm. Nebraska Hot Train, man, and they <laughs> just they just rolled over Nebraska. Come on. They were supposed to win the big the Big Twelve or Big Ten.
0: Yeah, and I was supposed to be president one day.
1: Yeah. I I mess that up so much when I talk about Nebraska. I cannot make my brain understand that they're not in the Big Twelve no more, they're in the Big Ten <laughs> and it really pisses me off. All right. But, so
0: but, yeah, Minnesota, if I would expect any Power 5 team to be undefeated with their schedule right, now, that they've played so far.
1: So who do they got coming up? I know that they're ranked now. They have Rutgers this week,
0: Maryland next week, and then Penn State, Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin.
1: All right, so Penn State's and we get to find out how good they are.
0: But it's. They've played San Diego State, Fresno State, Georgia Southern, Illinois. Their only decent opponents were Nebraska and Purdue.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay, moving on. You screw up, up brand on my parade. I like Minnesota. All right, so group I just of let five them say teams and row the boat. <laughs> group of five teams that 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 you think have a legitimate shot at the New Year's six bid. All right, so we talked about this a little bit before. Had a couple different things, you know, come out of it. So. You know, we're, of course, I think SMU's got them a good shot. I don't think – you know, they, they may run the table and end up undefeated. Boise State's always going to be in the conversation when it comes to that. And then you have teams like Cincinnati that, that are looking looking damn good and their only loss is to arguably the best team in the country. So, who are don't some for, of your teams for the – Don't do good five that you think's on. Yeah, yeah do State.
0: Yeah, State's one. But it's the two that I could – I will easily see it as as SMU and Boise State. SMU yeah, Boise, for Boise
1: State comes in on the on the name value there.
0: Exactly, and and SMU does too after the whole Pony
1: Express in the back in the eighties. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to go place a bet on a team right now, then it would probably be App State because I think that they're going to run run the table this year. But uh, SMU and Boise State are probably the the odds on favorite. I wonder if I wonder if Vegas has odds on that. I'm sure they do somewhere. All right, well that's all for our our week our week review. So uh, roll us into the next part, Jess. All right, before we get into that
0: part, we're gonna uh, talk a little bit about one of our favorite apps here. at the breakdown and honestly, it should be your favorite app if you let go and see stuff live. I'm talking about SeatGeek, it's plain and simple. We all hate buying tickets online. It takes forever to try to find them, or you go try to find a scalper and get arrested on the spot for solicitation and all that fun stuff. But uh, SeatGeek, it's an app on everywhere apps are. App Store, Google Play Store. It finds all the tickets available in secondary market and rates them 1 to 10, green, yellow, red, based on the value. Um, Sports, concerts, comedy, theater. I am potentially using this next weekend for... Old Dominion's homecoming against Florida Atlantic, which will be fun. Oh, oh, baby. Go see Lane Kiffin in action. It's easiest app in the world to do. It takes a couple taps. You just type in whatever. Ohio State fans, you can use it with your horrible education down in that horrible <laughs> state. But uh, Download SeatGeek. Use the code BREAKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. That's B-R-K-D-W-N. Don't freak. You seek Geek. Go blue.
1: All right, so our week uh week eight preview we're gonna roll in there. We are are we already in week eight? We are. Man, this season is flying by. All right, so first game I wanna 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 cover here is the uh, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's favored by three and a half, and I do think that they give Baylor their first loss of the season. Uh, Oklahoma State's had a, a rough run over the past few weeks. They're gonna get they're gonna get back on track, and they're gonna they're gonna that offense is gonna they're not gonna be able to stop Chuba Hubbard. Spencer Sanders is going to get back to playing like he was in early season form. Tyler Wallace is going to tear him apart. So Oklahoma State, uh, that's one of the the, my, the games that I'll be paying attention to the most.
0: Baylor has thoroughly, thoroughly surprised me this year. They have. I, have. I they look, never looking good, man. expect them to go undefeated, especially after last year.
1: Yeah. And they, they look like they got a legitimate shot to do that. I mean, they, I mean, they've got, they've got to, of course, they've got to beat the Oklahomas and the Texas of the conference, but But they're not being pushed around by anybody by no means. And they got a good defense, too. Their defense is pretty solid. A lot can
0: happen when you win. People completely forget about their scandal.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, a few years years later, get a couple wins, get a new coach in there, and it's like it never happened before. But that's the day and age we live in with the social media world anyway. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, My first game, arguably the game of the week. Game day is there. It's the primetime ABC slot. It's Michigan Penn State. Um again, as I'm gonna say this every week until proven otherwise, it's Harbaugh's biggest game at Michigan. <laughs> it's it's gotten to the point where not only does his job let like reside with this game at Michigan, his legacy also is in the balance. Sure. Sure.
1: It, I mean Yeah, anyway, I, to st-
0: I mean he's won pretty much everywhere he's been before Michigan. San Diego State, he brought them back to relevance. Stanford, he made them a powerhouse. He took the 49ers to a Super Bowl, and Michigan, he can't win big games. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's gotten in his head, but it's the biggest game of his coaching career right now.
1: And he's got he's got to put up or shut up. Oh, Penn yeah. State's look. Penn State's looked really good so far this year. Uh, they're playing on the road. Does does it? I, I know you're a fan, so you may be a little biased. But does it kind of feel dirty to have Michigan as a part of a game day experience right now with the way that they've played this season?
0: Not really, because it's mostly it's because there's not really that uh, many other marquee matchups
1: this week. That's fair. I was just looking for that as soon as you started talking. It, I think they're one of out there this week. Yeah,
0: there's one. They're one of two ranch matchups, and the other one's like Cal. Arizona State, I believe it is uh, or, Utah and Arizona State. Utah is state, oh and Arizona State, and
1: then uh, Oregon and Washington State are that too.
0: That's what I saw about. But it's also it's yeah. Penn State's yearly whiteout game, which yeah, is you're right one of the best. It's one of the better traditions
1: out there in college football. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot going on this weekend from a uh, a top twenty five. You got three games and. And this one definitely is the, the biggest one, especially when you have in the whiteout. So, okay, maybe it doesn't and, make me feel as dirty as I thought it did. No,
0: but uh, if they, Michigan somehow does pull the upset, it's great. They just have Notre Dame under the lights next week.
1: Yep, yep. And this is at this time of year where, where people start getting getting chopped off. You know, last week I want to say we had 16 undefeated teams. This week I think we have 12. Something along those lines. You know, this is that time of year where the where the hammer where the where the hammer falls. So next up, we got Georgia Georgia versus Kentucky. I want to see how Georgia responds to to playing bad against a team that they should have beat against a team that it should have beat handedly. So I want to see how they respond against Kentucky. So I'll make sure that where when if that game if I can find that game on TV somewhere, I'll make sure I'll be sitting in front of it watching that one.
0: Yeah, Georgia really surprised me because they were favored by what twenty one. And they didn't even yep. score 20
1: points last week? Yeah. No, it's a, that's a, it was a tough look for Georgia. I know i got a good friend of mine that's a big-time Georgia fan, and he called me, and, of course, Texas and Georgia played the same slate of games. And he called me and said, I figured you'd be a good guy to talk to right now. And he was just so <laughs> – he was distraught. He said, this was disgusting. He said, I don't know what the hell happened. It was a train wreck from start to finish. I don't know what's going on. We're... And, of course, he you know, it's one of those things, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. You know he's a, he can't he can't uh he can't, can't just say hey look man it was just a bad game, but uh yeah I want to see how Georgia responds. I, I think that they handle the biz- business with the Kentucky just fine. They're a twenty five point favorite against Kentucky too. Lynn Bolden Bolden for Kentucky. He's a wide receiver. He's made to switch to quarterback, and they moved the ball well with him last week. So let's see what they do this week against a bigger defense. I think Georgia will be able to take care of business though. No, let's hope so for their playoff chances. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But uh.
0: My next one. Ohio State versus Northwestern. Staying in the Big Ten because that's the best conference in football. But uh this is I don't know why it's feeling, but it's feeling like the yearly Ohio State upset. They're coming off a bye. It's a late night primetime game away. This time it's in in a weeknight instead of like a Saturday night. But it's Every year, this it's one of these random games that comes up and just bites them in the ass. And with uh, Wisconsin coming up the week after. That. And Evanston used to be one of the harder places to play in the Big Ten. This year, not so much, but who knows?
1: Yeah, it's uh, I'd, be, I'd be really surprised if they do. But then again, every year they're competing, and we're always really surprised and they have that one upset. So folks keep an eye on that one. All right. Next up, we got uh, Arizona State and Utah. We already kind of talked about this a little bit. This this game actually has playoff implications. I mean, you got two one-loss teams that have the opportunity to be able to run the table and uh, and finish strong. Arizona State's playing damn good, uh, and Utah's offense is really starting to click. Zach Moss, because the running back has come back from injury. And they're looking good. And they're they're looking like the the Utah of old, where you have the really good defense on one side, and then they got a, a strong running game with it with a quarterback that's not caught, that's not having turnovers. So keep an eye on this game, folks. And I think this is going to be it. This this one's going to going to pave the way for one of these two teams to really make a push toward the end of the season.
0: You already know ESPN would love Arizona State to somehow make the playoffs.
1: Oh man, I'm They've telling been you.
0: talking about Herm Edwards nonstop
1: all they, week. They, they, I've already heard nothing but talk about him so far. So, yeah, you're 100% right. All right.
0: My uh, next one, again, Big Ten, three yards in a cloud of dust. Wisconsin and Illinois, because Illinois has one of the worst run defenses in the country, and you have, the best, you have the best running back in the country. I mean, Michigan had over 130 yards in the first quarter last week.
1: I expect. All right. So re- realistically, what's your uh, what's your your stat line for him this week? How long do you think he plays, and how much do you think that keeps him from breaking that two hundred or going over?
0: I think he gets two forty and three Ooh. touchdowns.
1: Two forty and three. I like the way that sounds for my fantasy teams. Come on, baby, let's go.
0: If if they have any success like Michigan did last week, which they should, it's he's going to have over a hundred yards in the first quarter.
1: That's fantastic. That's great to hear. And look, Jonathan Taylor just keeps on moving up my Heisman my Heisman watch list. I know Joe Burrow is playing great. I know Trevor Lawrence is playing, or not Trevor Lawrence, but two is playing great. I know Fields is playing great, but Jonathan Taylor is playing next level. I mean, I, I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of Taylor.
0: Uh, he's he's probably number three in my book right now.
1: Yeah, he's he's climbing up mine quick. He, if he's if he's not number number two, then he's 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 for sure locked in at three. I, I want to say right, as of right now, with how the season stands, and we got a whole lot left to go. But I would say Joe Joe Burrow's one, Taylor's two, and two is sitting there at three. Uh, but you can't make an argument. You can make an argument for all three of those. You wouldn't go be wrong with any of them. So
0: even so, I would say Jalen Hurts will be above two before this past week.
1: Yeah, before this past week, but we just like last year, we we all know it only takes one week to take you out of it. Exactly, it takes one bad week. All right, so next up we got SMU minus seven and a half versus Temple. So this is a pretty tough matchup for Tem- or, uh, for SMU. Temple's five and one, uh, six and one maybe. They only have one loss, I know that for sure. And then you know SMU's rolling out undefeated. They're favored. I, I think SMU wins, but this is this will be a, a, a good a good test for them to roll out mid-season to see how they're going to be able to carry the second half of the year.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm all in on SMU. I'm all in on the hype train or the Pony Express 2.0 or whatever. All, you're we're calling all it.
1: aboard, baby. All oh, aboard.
0: Yeah. yeah. Temple's nothing. They beat Maryland, which is great. That's <laughs> it.
1: Oh. No. <laughs> Temple's nothing. All right. What you got next, man?
0: Uh, my next one, just a big what if. It's Tennessee and Alabama because – Yes, Alabama's going to score a lot of points, but if there was any sense of irony or humor in the football world, it would be Tennessee somehow upsetting Alabama.
1: Oh, man. That would be the greatest cuz you look listen, if you if you if you're down there where I'm where I'm at in Tennessee, We've got so many bandwagon Bama fans running around right now that every time they win they're just pounding the chest hooping and hollering and then you ask what their quarterback's name is, how to pronounce their last, his last name and they can't they can't say it. So I, I wish that Alabama could lose every week. Uh, unfortunately that's not the way it goes but it'd be great to see Tennessee at least at least play with them for a little bit but I think it's first quarter it ends up close by the end of the game it's one of those, Forty nine to fourteen kind of games. I mean, they
0: are riding the hot streak. They beat Mississippi State last week. Yeah.
1: Huge That's hot streak. Big out, so win. So everybody better watch out for Tennessee. Hey, I did call the I did call the win though. I did say did. that Tennessee was gonna win outright. All right. And we had a little humble brag there. I'm not right very often when it comes to come to this betting stuff, but I feel pretty good on that one. So all right, so next we're gonna roll into a couple bets that we like this week. Speaking of betting me beating myself up. Uh so if we're gonna roll out. I got I got a I got a handful here, Jesse. Me and you go back and forth like usually. I got Arizona State, or excuse me, Arizona plus nine and a half. Uh, I I think that's I think that's a, an easy an easy line that right there for them. They they've been playing good. Uh, I just don't see I just don't see them getting pushed. So I'm gonna roll out with Arizona plus nine and a half.
0: All right, my first one being very down on my favorite team. I'm taking Penn State minus nine. Night game, whiteout game, college game day is there. Big game for horror It it just all adds up to like a seventeen point win at least it for Penn State.
1: It's it's kind of kind of how I feel and too. And it so. uh
0: kind of doesn't help
1: that I
0: made a bet on Twitter that I don't want to go through with if Michigan wins. I uh promised another Michigan fan account that if michigan somehow goes in and beats penn state i will get a shea patterson tattoo and as much as i led the way for for heisman i do not want a number two michigan jersey on me if it's not charles woodson
1: Mm. that's tough you just put the front of the jersey you don't have to put a name on it at all so then you can
0: uh i I said i'd put the name and number on it (laughs) how much did you drinking
1: whenever you made that um zero Oh man, you did you sober bet a a tattoo? You you made a, a sober tattoo bet. I've never heard of this before. What's going on? It's what what, what prompted all this? You got to give me the backstory here.
0: Uh, just this account. I'll shout them out. It's at Wolverine Corner. They're pretty fun, but they just said what What if by some stroke of God, Mich- Shea Patterson went in and Michigan beat Penn State? And I just responded. Uh, I just said, if Michigan goes in and upsets Penn State, I will get a Shea Patterson tattoo.
1: It's going to be funny if Michigan goes in and upsets, uh, upsets Penn State and Shea Patterson, you know, leaves in the first quarter with a bum ankle or something, and you're going to be stuck with that forever. <laughs> I mean, if,
0: I'll change it to a Joe Milton tattoo if he comes in and throws <laughs> for 400
1: yards. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right <laughs> all right Mo- moving on getting off the tattoo subject <laughs> that's great we're gonna make sure we hold you to that though so oh next I, already up, I got screenshots clemson. yeah ne- next up we got clemson minus 24 uh it seems like this is the time of year where clemson is about to start rolling so i'm going to to hop on and and ride that until they 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 kick me off i'm a, I'm a big fan of that you know jump on jump on the train while you can and uh Clemson minus, minus 24 doesn't seem like too too much of a stretch. Um, they're playing Louisville. Louisville. Louisville definitely won't be able to stop them. Now, the only thing is, is Clemson's defense going to step up to the plate and stop Louisville, and I think so. So, Clemson minus 24. What's your next one? Taking
0: Northwestern plus 28. Vardy really said wide. Has the ingredients for an Ohio State upset? Even though I don't think they'll upset, it will just be somehow dangerously close, like 24-17 or something
1: crazy like that. Just a little closer to what it should be. Oh, definitely. All right, next up, I'm going to go with the under 52 in the Oregon State and Cal game. I think Oregon State's got a, a, a decent shot to pull an upset here. Cal's offense is just since – since Chase Garber's got hurt, their offense looks horrible. Uh, Oregon State can put up points. Cal's got a great defense. I think this is uh, screaming under 52 here, so I'm going to roll under 52 on the Oregon State game.
0: But remember, it's the Pac-12. Literally anything can happen.
1: You're right, but I will take take betting against Mm Cal's offense any day.
0: All right, my next one, I'm taking Florida minus five versus South Carolina. As much as I hate Florida and as much as I love the (laughs) South Carolina upset, I just think they they're riding the high, but it just it won't. They're going to come in feeling all big and bad and just get shut down immediately. Yeah, and yeah, Florida's for,
1: defense is good, he, man. That's a that's a tough stretch of games for Florida or for South Carolina. to Have Georgia and then roll into Florida the next week. It's tough.
0: Yeah, and then Florida's coming off of a bad loss versus LSU, and they want to just knock the shit out of everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't doubt that one bit. Next up, I'm gonna go over 47 and a half in the Minnesota game. Now they're playing who? Rutgers this weekend, I think. Yeah. Is what it is? Yeah. Rutgers. All you need is seven points from Rutgers. That's all you're banking on because you can almost guarantee that Minnesota is going to light them up for with 42. Uh, so Minnesota may not be able to break 47 on their own, but like I said, I'm all I'm hoping for is a garbage time touchdown from Rutgers or a. You know, one of those 42-10 kind of games. So, give me, give me Minnesota over 47.
0: You'll get that random kick return in the middle yeah, of the third something, quarter.
1: Some, something fluky that puts you ahead of schedule. Yeah, and then,
0: So, my next one, it's SMU minus 7.5. I'm taking SMU for as long as I can because they've covered the spread all but one week. And that was when they came back from a 21-point deficit to win in triple overtime.
1: Yeah, it's probably the only weekend I've bet on them too. <laughs> yeah, because
0: they've covered the spread plus ten every single week before that.
1: Yep. Uh, all right. My next one, I'm gonna take Oregon minus three as a road favorite against Washington. Uh, Washington's been real Dr. Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of team this year. You never know which one you're gonna get. Oregon's defense is playing great, so I'm I'm going to stick with with Oregon's defense and just and they're gonna. They're going to get that seven point, that ten point win. I think that minus three covers pretty easily.
0: I can see that. As much as I love Jacob Eason, for some odd reason, <laughs> never really yeah. watched one of his games. I'm just, I'm a fan. <laughs> but uh, all right, my last one: Arizona State plus thirteen and a half. I, I kind of have love it. I kind of have them. Seeing, I could see they can win out because it's Pac-12. They're both. It's a ranked matchup. It's, I like Arm Edwards.
1: Why not let him win? Top 20, top twenty five game with with a with a thirteen and a half point spread. That that's a lot. And you know, like last week, LSU and Florida. You know, Florida had that covered up at the very end, and they try to go for it on that fourth down. They don't get it. You know, they, they lose the spread. But it's a. Uh, I'm sitting here looking on, on the the action app here, and I, I'm trying to find out where the public is at on on this game. I wanted to say. There's a lot of folks. Yeah, 64% of the money is on is on ASU right now against the spread, and there's 94% on the on the money on the over and under on the underside of that. So that's that's a lot. So for the folks, for the folks out there like the contrarian betting, you got 94% of the money so far in Vegas is on the under, and that under is 45. So I mean that's not a very high point total. Uh, Arizona State's defense has been or offense has been moving the ball pretty dang good, and so as is, so as is Utah. So, so I, I like this game. I like I like the the plus thirteen and a half. I, I'm going to be betting on that myself personally.
0: All right, sounds good.
1: All right, next up we got Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I didn't. I've already said that I think they, that that uh they're gonna they're gonna beat Baylor. They're gonna get Baylor their first loss. I think it's going to be a fun fun game to watch. I think the uh, Oklahoma State offense is going to just move the ball up and down the field all over the place. So, give me Oregon State. Or, Chubba uh, Hubbard me, o- field o- day. Oklahoma State. That's it. Chubba, I mean, every day has been a Chubba Hubbard field day. So, so give me Oklahoma State minus three and a half. So. Next up, we're going to roll into our segment of the spreads that shit the bed. So, uh, my first one, and we, we only got two here today. There wasn't a whole lot of craziness going on, but Michigan no. just totally shits the bed big time. You know, you're going into halftime up 28 nothing. Going into the fourth quarter, you know, or in the fourth quarter, you got a 28 to 25 lead all of a sudden. So for the guys like myself and the and the gals like myself that put a little cash ola down on Michigan, they were feeling real good at halftime, and they slowly had to watch it all float away. So uh, I know that kind of hits home with you, Jess. But my bad, man. It's uh, it was a tough it was a tough game for me to follow.
0: I told you last week, take Illinois plus 22.
1: I know it. I know it. I couldn't help it, man. And You know, Michigan usually kicks the shit out of bad teams. So, yeah. all right, next yeah. one we got uh, the Colorado State over 66. The game ends at 60, and, you know, that's nothing out of the ordinary. It's a uh, – you see that. That was pretty close by Vegas. They said it was 66, ended up at 60. The thing was, though, is there was five total turnovers in this game and a missed field goal. And a lot of these turnovers were in the other team's uh, territory. So, that game was, was knocking on the door of, of an 80 point game. And then we just, it just fell apart. You know, it just fell apart and just teams turnovers and that just eats the clock all to pieces. So that was another game that was, that was tough. You know, they, they just, they just couldn't quite get there with And if, you know, minus the five turnovers, they're there easy.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't really have any bad beats this week. I guess if you want one, I'd say i Put a lot of faith in Colorado against Oregon, and they just decided not to show up. Yeah. (laughs) Other than that, I had a pretty good week. I won like seventy five percent of my bets, so can't really complain.
1: That that's a good week. That's a good week for sure. It is. All right. So so everybody, listen up for a second. So for you, are you guys you guys into prop bet or DFS? Maybe even both. I got some good news for you, the breakdownsports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines DFS with player props called Thrive Fantasy. It's it's super fun and and one of its kind, and and one of a kind. The way it works is you enter contests using your own lineups made of prop bets. The more prop bets you guess correctly, the more points you get, the greater chance you have at winning money. If you deposit $10 now and use our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with a free $10 credit. Use our link now and try it out. Come on and check us out over at Thrive Fantasy, guys. All right, we're going to roll into our Players of the Week next. Uh, I'm going to just – I got to go anti-home right a minute. CeeDee Lamb is my Player of the Week. Big-time rivalry game. Ten catches, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Was making Texas look like total fools out there. Uh, I mean, missed tackles on every time he touched the ball. Jay Wide not, open on that flea flicker. Yes. I mean, they were just – it was it was crazy. So that was that was a tough one for me to me watch the highlights on. Like I've said before, I wasn't able to watch the game I was at the J O B, but uh C D Lamb absolutely tore it up. So, Jesse, what you got for your players, man?
0: Mine's uh South Carolina quarterback Ryan Holinski. If you, you all don't realize he's uh the younger brother of Tyler. He used to put a quarter Tyler Holinsky, he was quarterback of Washington State who ran like suddenly committed suicide about twenty months ago. Changed his number to Tyler's old number. Entering the season, goes in, leads South Carolina to the upset over Georgia. Carried off the field with all the emotion. It was one yes. of the better mo- moments to see this year in college football.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's always great to see that kind of stuff. It's unfortunate situation, but whenever things go the right way for for kids like Ryan, it's uh it's it's fun to see and it's it's good to see and it almost gets you choked up watching the games. Oh, definitely. Yeah, all right, so we're going to roll into our to the undefeated teams remaining, and I, I'm hoping I'm not missing none here. I think I got them all down here, but we got Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Penn State, Boise State has lost. Or have they not lost yet? No, I don't think they've hmm. lost. I could have swore i seen an L by them. No, I'm, I'm incorrect. Boise State, SMU, Baylor, App State, and Minnesota. I uh, had to take a handful of names off of this this week. You know, Memphis, Georgia. Uh, who else did we take off of this thing? Uh, da, da, da. Florida. And, or, no. Yeah, yeah Florida, Florida. 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 That was who I was thinking. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those. Uh, it was. It was. It was a good weekend, you know. We and we're going to knock a few of these off just about every weekend going forward. So we're going to keep everybody updated and make sure everybody knows where where they're at. So you don't got to go flip through ESPN up and down. You can just catch it here on our podcast. So. So uh, inside of this, I, I really realistically see six contenders, possibly seven. Uh, you got Bama and Clemson, Ohio State and LSU, of course. Oklahoma. And then you got then you got Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and then really the only other one is Penn State, and we'll find out if they're a real contender or not this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you got you got seven. So outside of that, from an undefeated standpoint, you got seven real contenders. Uh, I mean, you got plenty of one-loss teams that are that are still in the mix. You know, you got the Oregon's, you got the Georgias, and those kind of teams. But for right now, from an undefeated team standpoint, there's a pretty good handful of of, of contenders out there that are left. So, so, right, so we'll roll into our playoff pitchers segment uh, segment real quick, and we're going to talk about our first four in, first four out. I'm not going to spend a ton of time here because me and Jesse essentially have the same exact four. We got Bama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, Oklahoma four with LSU and Wisconsin being the first two out. Um, I think Georgia has a pretty tough road ahead of them to be able to win out and not lose, you know, and and keep it with a one-loss or a two-loss season. You know, if they're able to, to win out and make it to the SC Championship game and, and lose to Bama or, or LSU there, then you know what, I'll tip my hat to them. And I, and that, but but at the same time, they'll still be one of my first two out.
0: All right. I, since we had the same – Four, I'm going to ponder this question to you. Which of your top four is the most likely to fall out?
1: Oklahoma. Yeah, that, that, that's easy. Uh, with the way that their defense plays and the way that they, they can be suspect from time to time, you know, they you know a team like Baylor, a team like Oklahoma State, a team like Texas, if, if they have a rematch in the Big 12 championship, all those things right there, those are all losable games for Oklahoma. And, look, you know, we talked about it a little earlier. They had nine sacks in this game. You know, if, if Texas – if that doesn't happen with Texas, then how many more drives are they keeping alive to move down the field? You know, how many – it's just one of those things to where I don't really trust Oklahoma that much from a national championship contender uh, just because they, they struggle on defense. And it's always going to come back to that. And, yeah, your defense played – Better than it's had in the past several years in the Red River Shoot Shootout, but it still wasn't great. And I, I don't think that I don't think that you're going to roll into places, you know, like Baylor, like Oklahoma State, and just bulldog somebody around. So you know, it, last game of the year, the Bedlam, the Bedlam Showdown. I, I think I think that's going to be a, a tough game for Oklahoma to win.
0: See, hey, what about you? Honestly, it's Alabama. Oh, okay. just because of LSU.
1: Alright, so you think Alabama may lose to LSU and then not even get a bid into the SC Championship? Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, is the Alabama LSU game in Alabama this year?
1: I'll tell you in just a second. State state your case while I'm
0: looking that up. LSU is easily one of the more complete teams this year. Alabama, they have all the names, but their defense has kind of got moved down a notch since years past. But it's if LSU beats Alabama they'll well, most likely coast to this SEC championship unless a team like Troy pops up out of nowhere again but uh, uh no. <laughs> I, I, ha- I had to do it sorry sam All you're right. listening so to this
1: so here's a, yeah so here's here's the LSU schedule at Mississippi State home against Auburn at Alabama at Ole Miss home against uh Arkansas and home against Texas A&M so, if, so they're playing Alabama in Alabama, and then they got to play at Auburn as well. So that, that's no pushover. It's no pushover team. Looking at Alabama's schedule, they're home against Tennessee, home against Arkansas, home against LSU at Mississippi State, uh, home against I don't care. It's a uh, Division two school. It's that's Gaffles always. me if they play. Yeah, and then at Auburn. So I mean, they both teams. I would say LSU. They both have to play. Uh, LSU has to play Alabama and Auburn. Bama plays L S U and Auburn. So they both have to play each other there. All three of those teams play. So it'd be a good litmus test on for the committee to look at how these teams play against each other. So next couple of weeks gonna be important for L S U.
0: Yeah, it's I have the feeling if L S U can go in and beat Alabama, which they have a legit a legitimate shot right now. That without beats, a doubt. They'll coast the SEC championship and play a one loss georgia or a one loss florida which Georgia's looking very vulnerable right now and they've already beat florida so they know how to do it and then yeah if they do that they're your number one seed and yeah, alabama and if the other three teams went out you can't put alabama in
1: no and you can't and the thing is is for the past however long the playoff has been around. You know, it's uh, it's almost like Alabama gets an automatic bid because you know they're not going to lose any more than one game at the most. You know they're going to win the SEC, and it's just one of those things where you can just go into the season and you can, for the past couple of years, it's been, hey, look, the number one and two seed, that's locked up, or two of the four seed that's locked up at Bama and Clemson. And I don't think it's like that this year. I mean, we, did, we were just talking about just the, just the undefeated teams. You got Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Penn State. I mean, that's seven teams. Six teams outside of Alabama have legitimate shots to where if they win the big games that they gotta play during the year, because everybody has to play big games. You know, it doesn't matter how weak your schedule is at the end of the year, you've throughout that year, if you're in playoff contention, you've you've won two or two or three big games. Unless and, you're Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. And yeah. the only <laughs> The only way they got into the playoff a couple years ago by not playing in the SEC championship is because you had a two-loss Big Ten champion in Penn State.
1: Yeah, yeah which exactly. At, yep. at this Ohio rate, State win, Ohio State wins that game, and, and they wouldn't have made it that year. Yeah, and
0: it, so it's it's not looking like we're gonna have three teams all lose one or one or two games, and I'll take a one-loss Big Twelve champ or. Big Ten champ over a uh, Alabama team that doesn't win their division with the same record.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree one bit. The, All right, we're gonna we're gonna roll. Is there anything else on the on the playoff picture, Jesse?
0: Uh, if Michigan pulls off the miracle, I'm putting them in at number one.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll stay tuned for next week, folks. All right, so we're gonna roll into our bold, bold predictions slash hot takes for 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 this week. So so I I didn't have one down and it just popped in my head. Uh, Chuba Hubbard runs for 250 and three touchdowns this year. I think him and Jonathan Taylor both are going to dominate. So I'm going to go ahead and say that both break the 200 and three score uh, threshold this week. Two 200 yard rushers and, and two of the best running backs in the country, and then uh, two, two to three scores apiece. I can see that. Way more realistic than my uh, full prediction, but <laughs> you got to get hot up in here.
0: I mean, if you're going to make it bold, make it spicy, baby. Let's go. Oh spicy it's gonna be i'm gonna say tennessee <laughs> shocks the world and only loses by one possession to alabama
1: and they're gonna make all sorts of tennessee fans whenever this podcast released i send it out to about 20 of my buddies and most of them are tennessee fans they're gonna love that
0: oh uh, well i have a love-hate relationship with tennessee
1: that's fair yeah. i think everybody does oh yeah but unless especially the fans so
0: I don't know if it helps or hurt that I feel like it's going to come down to Tennessee throwing like a game-ending interception or a sack fumble or something along those
1: lines. Oh, what well, it's going to be if if that happens that is going to be so devastating to Tennessee fans. I mean it's been what 11 12 years since they've beat Alabama, maybe even more than that. I think that's they a have. Long,
0: yeah, I don't think they've beaten since Nick Saban got there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a long drought for for one of the best rivalries in college football. So right. All right, so we're going to roll into our upset picks, and that'll finish us off. So my upset pick for the week, it's a 10-point-plus uh, underdog. I'm going to go with Oregon State upsetting Cal. Uh, Oregon State's plus 11. Like I said, Oregon State's got a, got a decent offense. They can move the ball. Cal's got a good defense, but their offense is total trash. So if Oregon can can find a way to muster up, you know, 21 points, 17, 21 points, I think they get the upset here. So I'm going to go Oregon State plus 11.
0: I'm taking uh... – Bowling Green plus eleven to cent- against Central Michigan. Central Michigan's been very up and down this year. Nothing like they were last year, but it's it just. But it also irks me that Bowling Green is named Bowling Green, but their colors are <laughs> orange and brown.
1: <laughs>
0: that's, never, that's, that's very true. I've never understood that. That itself almost made me not take this pick, but it's this and the Oregon State were the only really good options for upset besides arizona state
1: i agree i agree i almost put arizona state and then i saw that you had him up in yours so i had to had to pivot and uh and keep in mind bowling green's rolling out a new quarterback his last name is loy uh he's a hell of a dual threat uh, i want to say he had over 130 rushing yards last week and they actually moved the ball pretty decent i mean of course they got they probably got their ass kicked i don't i don't i don't really follow bowling green too awfully close but it was a uh you know, mo- mobile quarterback. Whenever you're an underdog, that can make things kind of spicy. So, so I like it, man. I like it.
0: The only thing you gotta so- know about Bowling Green is it's the birthplace of the Harbaugh family, and they're poised to win
1: big games. Oh, <laughs> all right. So if you don't have nothing else, Jesse, that finishes up for us over at the at, here at the at the Campus to Campus podcast. Give us a shout on Twitter, me or Jesse. Let us know what you guys want to hear. You know, hop on to, to Apple Podcast, iTunes, all that good stuff, Stitcher, blah, 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 all these other places you get your uh, podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. And like I said, reach out to us, you know, out on the uh, on the Twitter world, and then let us know what you want to hear, guys.
0: Yeah, uh, tweet at me and complain that I make poor life choices and agree to a tattoo bet while sober. And follow me so we get video proof if that somehow magically happens.
1: No, trust me. There will be video proof. And oh, I got to drive to where you're at just to make sure it gets on there to be video.
0: I'll make sure there'll be video proof. I got too many people waiting on this already.
1: <laughs> All right, folks, that's gonna do it for us. Like I said, give us a give us a follow, give us a give us a share, give us a review, and we'll see you next week.
0: Go blue, Joe Hook
1: Hook 'em.